This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Yes, we are here in studio on what will be the most patriotic edition of the opening kickoff ever. Just off the bat, I'm already sounding like Nick Wiggins, man, given those superlatives. All right, welcome into the opening kickoff. Markheim, Nick Wiggins with you for the next three hours right here on the sports station. And I say sports station because maybe we'll talk sports and maybe we won't today. But... The important thing is we're here, and so are you. And we encourage you to join our conversation, whatever it may be, by calling us up at 694-1055. If you have the day off, good for you. If you don't, that's why we're here. You can hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. We have plenty to get to today. I'm going to be honest, most of it probably won't be sports, but we're on the cusp of the most patriotic of days that we see all year. And uh, we will then, um, of course, be talking about many of the events that uh, surround such a day. Good morning, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nick. Look Good at morning, you with a, with a big smile on your face like you're going to contribute today. I know. I'm excited, man. Ha- happy 3rd of July. And to everyone out there working, thank you for contributing to our ever-booming and growing economy. I want you to know we have – I need you all to be listening. Uh, we will have a very special scoreboard. Uh, that's That that was right. as much for them as is just to remind you. Yeah, thank you. That we will be doing some uh, scoreboard watching today. All right. On the show today, John Ricchetti, Miller Lite Golf Report. Other than that, that's it, man. We're talking to you guys at 694-1055 uh, about the 4th of July this weekend. Whatever you whatever best patriotic movies your 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 best slash worst fireworks outing because everybody's had one. There is a little news as you know after we left the air yesterday or on Friday. ESPN uh, laid off pretty much everybody and their grandmother. Uh, but this was uh this was coming. We we knew this was going to be an issue. But we'll we'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, the hot dog eating contest tomorrow. Do you know their rules? Their actual rules that they have to follow. We'll cover some of those rules, and you I might hot dogs. God, I knew I forgot something. We were gonna do it. We should have done a hot dog eating contest. That we could have taken turns. Yeah, that would have been fun. The other person times and commentates the other guy. Yeah. Would you Would you be a dunk it in the cup of water type guy? No. And I that's mean, why I don't you know. Won't find success. I know it depends on how competitive I get. All right, are we? You want to do this now? All right. So there are certain rules. In which um, you have to abide by when um, when uh, competing in the Nathan's Hot Dog was it eating challenge? Is that what yeah. it's called? Shout out to know. Nathan's. Yeah, I bet they. I wonder how much uh, they outbid Oscar Meyer for that spot, or yeah, or Brian, right? right? 
or the ballpark. Have, have you ever had a Nathan's hot dog? I'm not sure if I've ever at had it. At one point in my life, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gone to the store and said, ooh, Nathan's, grab a pack of those. Let me see how many of those we can down. It's been a minute since I've eaten a hot dog. You're not a hot dog guy. I feel like if you have the Communist. choice, you always go hamburger. Is anyone really out here picking hot dog over hamburger? Depends. Like, like, are you, like, off the grill? Like, if somebody's grilling, are you grabbing a hot? I don't know. I, I kind of like me a hot dog off the grill. Now, if I'm at, like, a concession stand at, like, a ball game or something, I might go hot dog because it's more economical. They're usually cheaper than hamburgers. And I feel like it's tougher to screw up a hot dog than it is anything else on the grill. Well, yeah, because you don't have to do anything to it. Right. Mm. Maybe you baste it with a little, a little barbecue sauce. Maybe you don't. Either way, it's probably going to taste pretty good. Or as expected. You get a... you get a well, Yeah, but the hamburger, you get more toppings on there. Lettuce, tomato, onions. Right, but you're, you're hiding the taste of the hamburger if you're putting more toppings. It accentuates the flavor. No, it doesn't. It's covering up what... Y or the lack of flavor. All right. See, we're already you're, arguing. See, now you're digging yourself into a hole of... Of you just d dug yourself into a hole just because you want to be argumentative with me that toppings don't make hamburgers better and that hot dogs are better. Just I'm not saying it doesn't make be it different. better. I'm saying why do we? It, it makes it taste better, but some of the like you wouldn't put toppings on a, a steak, right? Necessarily. Correct. That you put on the grill. Correct. Wouldn't it make it better? I mean, it's both meat. Both would and in the in the in the be toppings hard to fit it between the bun. Not if you slice it thinly. I mean, you've never had little fillet burgers, little fillet sliders, at those uppity restaurants. Pretty no. good, actually. If I go to an uppity restaurant, I don't, I don't normally be like, "Hey, can I get the sliders?" <laughs> <laughs> the fillet sliders. All right. While we're talking about grilling, can I say this? And 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 I believe grilling on July Fourth might be the most overrated event we do all July Fourth. You know why? It's work, dude. Like it's a commitment to go out there in triple degree weather, yeah, and sit heat, over yes. a and sit a, sit over a grill, right? And be flipping burgers or dogs or whatever it is that you're grilling. That's that's work. I know we 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 talk about it in terms of Father's Day. Uh, you know, you know, we take moms out, but dads are like man in the grill. But we, for me, I think with Fourth of July, like that's a dude, that's a commitment. Like you got to go out there and just get hammered under the sun to, to, to and a lot of people do you know some people I'm just enjoy it's overrated. it even in triple de triple triple digit degree that's tough to say this early in the morning <laughs> triple digit degree heat you know you would you call the artist who puts canvas to brush would you call that oh a strenuous boy. activity no he's enjoying it and creating art do you think michelangelo is he doing it out he was in hanging from the sistine oh chapel God. in that uncomfortable position Nah, he knew he was creating art. And that dad that's on that grill, he has that same feeling. Do you think if Michelangelo had an alternate way of doing it, as opposed to, like, laying on his back, would have done it that way? Like, if there were an easier way to accomplish what he accomplished, do you think he would have done it? Or he's like, no, nah, I'm going to make this as hard as possible because I think people would appreciate it more. Probably he would have, yeah. Okay, so, like, if you could grill indoors... And which I don't. <laughs> I'm certainly not saying. Let's have that George Foreman right there on the countertop. Yeah. This might be that type of 4th of July this year with yeah. how hot it is. Okay, so there are rules to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. One, you have to be under contract with the 
IFOCE, the International Federation of Competitive Eating. Okay. All right. So that's why. What's his name? Uh, Chestnut. No, Chestnut's always in it. But the guy that was his big rival for years. Um, the Asian guy. Yeah. Which is uh, I can't remember his name now. Kobayashi. Mm. That's why Kobayashi's never in the uh, in the thing because he's not a, he's not under contract. And what's the I don't know why I'm asking you this, but what's the application process on that? <laughs> yeah, like how do I get in? I don't have know. To win like two amateur leagues. I think maybe something? you just go online and fill out a form and send in your seventeen dollars. Well, what is something. Kobayashi doing? Kobayashi's with a different league and different sponsors, oh, or at least he was. Okay. All right, so you have ten minutes, right? You get ten minutes to eat as much as humanly possible. Buns, and, but you got to eat the buns too. Right. Um, you can add anything to your hot dog. Or your hot, you can add anything you want as far as condiments or whatever, mm. or you can dunk them in water. But if you want ketchup or barbecue or sauerkraut, you you can do that. You can't take anything away though, right? So sure. you got it. You can add anything for flavor. Um, apparently messy eating. Now this is where things get. This is like the the pi, the defensive pi of hot dog eating contest. Messy eating can draw a yellow card warning. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I guess if you're, like, getting bun everywhere, you're actually not consuming the entire meal. And if you get two yellow cards, like soccer, you're gone. Wow. How about that? I've never seen anybody get kicked out, which is weird because when they start dipping, things get messy, right? Um, what would your strategy be? On, on the hot dog eating contest? Yeah, like, you have to win it. You're in it to win it. I don't know. what What's... See, I'm I don't think I'm I, I think I'm pacing myself. I think I think it's more don't you try to finish the ten minutes? See, I'm thinking I take every hot dog out of the bun. And then you get maybe <laughs> <laughs> This dude's already got his hand up. Maybe you get like six hot dogs in there at a time and you just you just start chomping on that thing. And you just go straight wieners <laughs> all the way down <laughs> until <laughs> until you all that's left is bun. And then maybe you just ball up all the buns with the water and turn it into like a dough, and then maybe flatten it into like a big cracker, and then eat that. You only got ten minutes. This dude's over here making dough. I think you have to. I think you have to wet the bun though to get the bun to swallow the bun. Yeah, you. I mean, I would dip the buns and then I'd mash them into a ball and then flatten the ball. Right. I understand that, but then oh. it's it's kind of dried out now because you got like this dough, right? Spit on it. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, uh, they call it a reversal of fortune. A reversal of fortune is an immediate disqualification. Let me translate. If you throw up, vomit, whatever word you want to use, you're automatically DQ'd. Dang. So even whatever, if you're like, I'll eat it. Whatever you have to eat, <laughs> whatever Please. comes up, uh, that is an actual rule. Um, any hot dog in the competitor's mouth at the end of... The 10 minutes counts toward their total, assuming they finish it. So as long as it is, it, it's in your mouth and the and the timer goes off, as long as you finish it after the timer, it counts. I would just hold that thing in there forever. Yeah. No Chipmunk that bad boy. <laughs> um, so here's, here's tough, dude. You don't want overtime. You don't want overtime. What is overtime? A tie for first is settled with a five-dog eat-off. Bro, after oh, just snap. finishing, 
You gotta go again? No, nah, but then it's like, it's not even like you're going for a number. It's just like, yo, y'all both got five dogs. Who wants it the most? Right, it, but you gotta you gotta beat that guy, the other competitor. Right. Into That's it. where that yellow card might come out, yeah. honestly. Dude, I'd be I'd be mad. I, 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 to go, I'd be like, I can't do what, it. What type of food do you think that you would be the champion of an eat-off? Like a taco eating contest? I think I can knock that down pretty good. I think tacos would be a lot easier. Um... French fries. Mm. Mm. You think you could eat a five-gallon bucket full of French fries? No, but I'd love to try. <laughs> I'd love to try. Um, all right. So, what what food? What food could you do? You think you'd give a run at competitively? Like, I know we're talking hot dogs here, but what would be like the food of choice? Um, someone just got in the truck and said, uh. All they hear coming right out is uh, going straight wieners in the mouth and spit on it. Those were sentences I said. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think I told you, but for our listeners, we actually had Joey Chestnut on the air with us a few years ago. Uh, he was doing a uh, uh, competitive eating contest that was not hot dogs uh, up 65 at the casino and joined us prior to. Uh, he he com- he eats he competitively eats basically anything. If there's a if there's a competition for it, he's there. And he's killing it. Yeah. You know he ch- he's got a, a a brand deal now. He's not Joey Chestnut anymore. He's Joey Pistachio. <laughs> he done inked a deal with the Pistachio Company. Yeah. Now that would be a hard food to eat because you have to crack them all. So it's not even about your digestive tract at that point. It's if, if you have like you know. Right. Carpal tunnel, tunnel or something. Actually, those are generally pretty easy, but every once in a while I get the one, the, the pistachio that's... Too close yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Because that takes, that takes a little strategy, too. All right. So we'll talk about competitive eating throughout the course of our day today. Here comes your uh, scoreboard, which oh, I yeah. encourage you to listen to because it's a scoreboard like you'll never hear. Well, you only hear maybe once a year. Um, obviously, Lee is not here today, clearly. Uh, he will rejoin the show on Wednesday. Uh, ESPN layoffs, fireworks. Oh, and there's some fireworks between Charles Barkley and, uh, and old Skip. Mm. Who you got in that one? I like I like Charles in that one. Uh, and, of course, uh, we have a little bit of a 4th of July exercise that we will uh, <laughs> we will try to play out for you. I'll explain what all that is when we come back. But we're just getting started on a July 4th Eve edition of the opening kickoff right here on the Sports Station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Amari Cooper, you're listening to Sports Radio WNFP. All right, 624, real short segment here. Our thanks to, to Lee for sending in his scoreboard. You'll hear it every hour. Uh, gives you up-to-date information on everything you need to know today. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> by the way, so someone was asking what what's our favorite toppings for hot dogs and and he said sauerkraut and onion are his and i'm just completely and totally against uh, sauerkraut 
and onion. No, nah, I'm sauerkraut, onion, Ugh. mustard. Mm-mm. Call it a day. That's it. But here's my thing. So he said it's an acquired taste. But to me, anything that's an acquired taste doesn't taste good. Uh, you, it, dr- you, drink you, a, you drink a beer when you're 14. You're like, ugh. Why? Now because it doesn't taste good. Mm, I think maybe you just don't have a refined enough palate where you're able and mature enough to enjoy the complex flavors. Um you know, that maybe you're not ready for as a kid. Like a blue cheese, a Ugh. sauerkraut. Ugh. Look, you just got a little baby boy palate over there, and it's okay. Mm. But don't hate on other people's whose palates may be more refined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let, let, me, let, me just, let me just tell you, if you don't like it, then it doesn't taste good. And the more you feed yourself to tra- and train yourself to like it doesn't change the fact that it's not any good if you have to acquire an, a, a taste for it. If, By if, the way, if, dogs, if <laughs> dog, hot, hot dogs is a simplistic food. Simple, less is more. Look, I think maybe you should work for, uh, you do need to eat something until it tastes good. Because if it's not worth working for, then maybe it ain't worth it uh, after all. Okay. Right? No. Not no. everybody wants, you know, things that come so easy. People like a little bit of a challenge. Why would you eat something that doesn't <laughs> taste good? It does after time. How much time? A day, a week, a month, I think it's a, a mentality thing. Some people it might take longer. Okay. For me, it was a light switch. Someone li- uh, so th- sauerkraut, onion, mustard, and Tabasco. That sounds like a hot dog uh, for me. Yeah. I'm putting that Louisiana on there, though. Okay. Some of your, some of that slap your mama. Some of that Louisiana. Uh, all right. So coming up in our next segment here, Nick is very excited about this. He's been planning this for a long time now. What? Four whole days. Yeah. So because of the um, current situation of our show, which is, you know, on the eve of the July 4th of July. And, and the fact that Lee isn't here. Nick and I will uh, reenact three scenes that he has picked out from movies. We started with a little, with the whole patriotic theme. I'll say those movies have a little bit of Americana and... Yeah, I, I don't even know what they have. There's a little bit of Americana in that. They relate to the 4th of July in some way. I'll beat a stretch. They like, relate to uh, patriotism in some way. Yeah. That, that's, that's a better way of, of putting it. So should we tell people what we're doing in our next segment? What we're Yeah, so in our next segment, Mark and I will transport you to the forests of Vietnam where we see Forrest Gump. Attempting to save his entire platoon. So yes, we will reenact that scene. Nick will play the role of Forrest. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I will be playing the role of everybody else in the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Which really isn't that much. It's mostly Lieutenant Dan, uh, Dallas, and Tex. And the one and only R.I.P. Oh, yeah. 
I guess that's a crucial part too. Don't give away the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so this is gonna go over pretty much how I figured it would. I think Nick is gonna play some uh We'll figure it out. We'll July set, I'll set the mood. music throughout the course of a show. He's 0 for I'm 1 on. in our one segment. Basically well, he's just play, doing what he wants I have to, to do. Play Lee's thing. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Alright. So stay with us. Oh, and if you have any other guesses as to what the other two movies are give it a shot all right 632 welcome back in the opening kickoff mark and nick lee obviously uh away for the day he'll be back on a wednesday all right so the opening kickoff going a little Hollywood here. So um, the actors are on set. The director is ready. Um, now presenting a scene from Forrest Gump. Uh, quiet on set and action. <clears throat> and on my way back to find Bubba. Well, there was this boy laying on the ground. Tex! Tex lies on the ground, his face distorted with pain. Okay. Forrest reaches down and picks up Tex from the ground. Forrest pulls Tex up over his shoulder, then runs. I couldn't just let him lay there all alone, scared the way he was. So I grabbed him up and run him up out of there. Forrest carries Tex out of the jungle and into the clearing. He sets Tex down on the bank of a river and runs back into the jungle. And every time I went back looking for Bubba, somebody else was saying, help me, Forrest, help me. Forrest drops another wounded soldier down at the bank of the river next to Tex and then runs back toward the jungle. Forrest grabs a third wounded soldier up from the ground and turns him over. It is Dallas. Can't hear, can't hear. Dallas is dropped off at the bank next to the other wounded soldiers. Forrest turns to go back to the jungle. No sweat, man. Just lay back. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay! I started to get scared that I might never find Baba. Forrest trips over something and falls to the ground. He looks up to find two bloody legs. It is Lieutenant Dan, who is wounded. He speaks into the radio. Roger, strong arm. I know my position. It's dangerous close. We got Charlie all over this area. I gotta have those fast movers in here. Now, over. Lieutenant Dan, Coleman's dead. I know he's dead. My whole damn platoon is wiped out. Forrest tries to pick up Lieutenant Dan, who tries to push Forrest away. Damn it. What are you gonna do? Leave me here. Get away. Just leave me here. Get out. Forrest pulls Lieutenant Dan over his shoulder and runs through the jungle. Then it felt like something just jumped up and bit me. Forrest falls down. Oh, something bit me! Forrest gets up as Lieutenant Dan yells. Lieutenant Dan fires his pistol at the unseen enemy as Forrest pulls him away. I can't leave the platoon! I told you to leave me there, Gump! Forget about me! Get yourself out! Did you hear what I said? Damn it! Pull me down! Get your ass out of here! Forrest drops Lieutenant Dan down at the bank next to the other wounded soldiers. Lieutenant Dan grabs Forrest by the shirt, angry. I didn't ask you to pull me out of there, damn you! 
What the hell do you think you're doing? To get Bubba. I got an airstrike inbound right now. They're gonna nape the whole area. Forrest gets up and runs as Lieutenant Dan yells after him. Gump, you stay here, damn it! That's an order! I gotta find Bubba! Forrest runs through the jungle, searching for Bubba. Forrest slows down and looks around carefully. Forrest! Bubba. Bubba looks up as he lies on the ground. I'm okay. Bubba holds a palm frond over his wound. Forrest removes the frond to look at the wound. Bubba's chest has been blown open. Oh, Bubba. No. Nah, I'm gonna be alright. Forrest looks around as he hears the voices of the enemy. Come on, come on, come here. Forrest carries Bubba through the jungle. The sound of approaching planes fills the air. Uh, I'm okay, Forrest. I, alright. The roar of approaching planes is deafening. Forrest looks up in fear. Three planes dive down toward the jungle. They fire napalm as the jungle explodes with massive fireballs. Forrest runs, carrying Bubba. The fireballs explode behind him. The entire jungle area is in flames as Forrest runs. Forrest carries Bubba back to the, to the bank of the river. Lieutenant Dan and the other wounded soldiers wait for a rescue helicopter. If I'd have known this was going to be the last time me and Bubba was going to talk, I'd have thought of something better to say. Forrest looks down at Bubba. A soldier releases a smoke canister. Hey, Bubba. Hey, Forrest. Forrest, why this happened? You got shot. Then Bubba said something I won't ever forget. I, I want to go home. Bubba was my best good friend. And even I know that you ain't something you can find just around the corner. Bubba was going to be a shrimp boat captain, but instead, he died right there by that river in Vietnam. And, and cut! Scene. Thank you. Thank Printed. you. Thank you. That was powerful. I think I only messed up once. Yeah, I think I only messed up once, too. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. <laughs> Wasn't bad. Call Hollywood. I, I'm not gonna lie. I got a little confusing there about midway through when I was supposed to be calling out the voice. I mean the the um, oh, the when we were yeah the scene direction all that. But I think we made it through. You gotta like pay attention. It's not like doing a real radio show where you can just like. Not, <laughs> yeah, not that listen. was more difficult than anything we <laughs> could have done. All right. Uh, somebody wants to know about a slaw dog. Get coleslaw out of there. I don't like coleslaw either. I like coleslaw. Hey, whatever. Mm -mm. Uh, someone in the app, my uh, kids call hot dogs mystery meat in a tube. Mm, little wordy. Yeah. <laughs> hot dog might be a little uh, quicker. And then someone said, don't quit your day job. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good, Mark. Yeah. You're my favorite scene partner. All right. So do any of you uh, have any suggestions? Not that, not that we, because we've already got the scripts for the other ones. Or I could lie and just say we have those scripts memorized. But... We have a. Should we announce what the other ones will be later in the show, or should we have people guessing? Mm. We'll be doing an excerpt from a film that has the word America in it. <laughs> okay. We'll also be doing an excerpt from a film that takes place on the 4th of July. Okay. And can we automatically just tell everybody what it's not because it's part of our scoreboard? Sure. 
The easy one. <laughs> see, it's easy to say we should have done one from Independence Day, but we won't. That's okay. All right, you guys can jump in at 694-1055 is the number. Uh, have you guys, uh, your thoughts on the ESPN layoffs, do you guys care? It happened Friday after we went off the air. I thought the biggest surprises for me, I, and maybe because more of a, I'm a more, more of a college football fan. Actually, Susie Colbert surprised me. Uh, Todd McShay. Uh, but the ones that really got me, the one that really got me was David Pollock. I was really surprised that they wanted to break up that college game day um, show. I don't know about you guys. I was surprised about Jeff Van Gundy because the ESPN NBA broadcasts are so they're horrible and very boring. Yeah. So I understood the Jalen Rose, but uh, Van Gundy, he's the you know their one play-by-play guy that's mildly entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Max Kellerman is always the gets the short shrift. Like, he gets fired every year. Yeah, he gets moved around from show to show, and yeah. now they're just like, "You're going, you're out." And I think he's he's prop. I think he's one of the better guys at talking heads. I don't know. They kicked him off though. He's not. I don't know what was all going behind the scenes on that. You know, and Pat McAfee came out with a statement because everybody was kind of directing their frustration right. at him because he's just signed this huge contract. But we knew this was coming. This has been coming for a while. I mean, Disney and uh, ESPN has been cutting folks. I mean, uh, they've been cutting jobs for a long time, but people don't really fully, I don't want to say appreciate, but understand the depths of it until they start firing guys or people that you've heard of. Um, I was never a big Steve Young fan um, on air. I mean, loved him as a player. I, sure. He didn't do much for me as a as a NFL analyst. Um Colber was a little bit of a surprise, but my guess is she probably carries a pretty hefty salary, which is, I'm sure, what a lot of this was. Uh, Keyshawn never did much for me. Um, Pollock surprised me, though. Uh, but I, I guess they feel like with McAfee coming on game day, they can afford to condense the number of folks on that panel every every Saturday morning. I don't know. Yeah. But a well, lot I mean, of ESPN names. has been in a bad spot. Their product has not been good overall lately. So needed to happen. You think? Yeah, especially for their basketball uh, coverage. It's horrible, especially when you're comparing it to TNT. It's just so different. And e- I'm not even just talking about how Charles Barkley and everyone's fun. Like, I don't know. See, now I'm thinking about it from a producer's standpoint. Because during the halftime of the ESPN, they cut in for one minute go to a commercial break. There's no halftime show. I don't know. All right. Well, you guys can jump in there um, and let us know how you feel about that. Uh, you see what I did there? I, I'm still in Forrest Gump mode. Tell us how you feel about that. I didn't even I didn't even mean to do that. How about that? The opening kickoff is like a box of chocolates. You uh, never know what you're going to get. And uh, we, we've been also talking about hot dog, not only what your favorite condiment is, that's the stuff you put on it for all you people whose minds are in the gutter today. Um, and then I mentioned that I thought grilling on July 4th is one of the most overrated activities because that's a commitment, man. That's going out in triple-degree weather and doing something that at the end pays off. But, dude, you're out there, and this ain't like – even Father's Day you got a little bit of a reprieve. It's not, it's not no 113 in the shade. I'm just saying to go out there and throw a couple of dogs or a couple of burgers on the on the grill, 
that's a that's a commitment right there. I'm not sure. Uh, that's what it's all I'm about. Not something, I'm not sure that's something I can recommend this Father's Day with, or this Father's Day, this July 4th with the extreme heat. That's tough, that's dude. That's what it's all about, man. It's 4th of July. Get out there. You're Get saying, out there and pay your respects. Mm-hmm. 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 And show, show, show the world that you're proud to be an American. Yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, McAfee is awful. Why in the hell did they keep him and, and let Pollock go? Um, I think there's a certain energy. Um, McAfee doesn't bother me. Uh, he's, I think what you're seeing now with TV, and I think this is to your point, Nick, I think it's as much about entertainment as it is informing. So it's easy for somebody to come out there and tell you what they saw in the first half or give you a, a take on how you think the game's going to break down. But can you do it in a way that's entertaining? Can you do it in a way that's animated? I think that's kind of where we are. I mean, look look at this show. I mean, if I just sat up here and said, did you guys see what happened at ESPN? It's a terrible thing. I mean, not that I'm the most entertaining guy in the world, but you got to you, – you, he's, he's just – he's got more personality. Yeah. I like Pollock. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of the same point you were making about ESPN's basketball coverage. Yeah. They're redirecting their brand, I think. You got to be entertaining and – you know, they just weren't that. And I think it's like if you're not going to be entertaining, then you have to be a genius uh, about basketball or football or whatever because that people are entertained by high intelligence. And Jalen Rose just wasn't hitting that mark. Yeah, I mean, look at – Stephen A. Smith isn't hitting that mark, to, to be fair, honestly. But on, at least he's, on that NBA coverage. But right, he's entertaining. Right, he's this yeah. huge personality. Kendrick Perkins is entertaining. And nobody, nobody's – Nobody's watching the TNT show to hear what Shaq and Barkley are saying about the way, like, the Nuggets are running their high pick and roll. Right. I mean, that's part of it, but it's about, man, what? who are they going to be critical of? What are they talking about in and around the game yeah. that, that interests us in the way in which they do it? I mean, you know, Shaq diving into a Christmas tree is, is must-see TV or Kenny tripping on the way to the big board. That's just – that's kind of where we are, whether you like it or not. And the old throwback to the guy sitting there and breaking it down just, just isn't there anymore. It's just, it's not, yeah. it's not fun. My favorite ESPN NBA crew was when they had Paul Pierce uh, and Richard Jefferson on. I don't know, remember what show it was, but then they fired Paul Pierce because he did the live stream with the strippers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone said we should be nominated for a golden raspy. Well, Thank it is you. It is. It is. It is nice to be nominated. So um, we'll take that as a compliment here on on our somewhat half. I'm sending all this tape up to uh, Spielberg and Ron Howard's people. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back uh, again, the phone lines are open the entire morning. We have John Rochetti come on to his Millite Golf Report at eight twenty. But we are wide open. Lee's going to rejoin the show on uh, Wednesday. Obviously, we're going to be off tomorrow. Nick will be suffering from heat stroke because he's going to be manning the grill. He'll be firing off some fireworks. Uh, there is a co- big competition tomorrow. Joey Chestnut. He's kind of like the, is he the Alabama or the Georgia? Maybe he's the Georgia of competitive eating. Who's going to knock him off? I think I'm hoping he gets beat at some point. Has Wouldn't he, that make things more interesting? Has he never lost? I'm sure he has, but he hasn't lost. I'll have to look to see when is the last time yep. he's lost this event. I'll look it up at the break. Wrapping up hour number one next, right here on the Sports Station, WNSP. 
Hey there, this is Bob Baumauer, ex-jock, head fry cook, and I listen to 105.5 WNSP, Mobile, Alabama. Do you think James Brown ever envisioned that when this song got played for years after that you automatically think Rocky Four? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Not necessarily I mean, a bad what, thing. No, not at all. But that's what you think of, right? Yeah. Apollo Creed coming down with that sparkly hat on, yeah. dancing. Yeah. And then getting absolutely pulverized. Yeah. I mean... Has there ever been a uh, a sports event where a guy came in or a team came in that confident only to be smashed in the mouth, like literally? Mm. I mean, it wasn't his smartest movie. Didn't you remember? Rocky was like, yo, Paulo, we don't really know much about this guy. Yep. <laughs> he did say that. I mean, that. they didn't scout the dude or nothing. He no just scouting. went in there and... Didn't do any film work. Yeah, don't uh, don't ever underestimate your opponent. I mean, he felt he felt great. He was in the best shape of his life. He said, which which goes makes you wonder if he if he hadn't been in the best shape of his life, how bad it would have been. But Apollo, alas, wasn't fighting a man. He was fighting a machine. That's right. Whatever he is, he destroys. What? So do you think Prime Apollo would would have would have given Drago a better fight? Like would have would have been tougher? Like. Apollo from like Rocky One or yeah. Rocky Two. Do you think he would have like had a chance at beating Apollo? I, I mean, think uh, he would have went into the fight similarly <laughs> to how he went into. I mean, because we already saw how Rocky, just some random guy, yeah, took him the distance. So Apollo overrated. I don't know. Maybe. I think maybe Apollo is overrated as a professional boxer. You let this... Well, history repeats itself. He didn't really want to uh, scout Rocky. Remember, his manager's like, you don't want to mess with no southpaw. He's like, "Come, wa- hey, champ, come watch this. And they were like, watch him, uh, yeah. you know. His ego gets in the way, and it, and it blinds him a lot uh, of the time. Apollo. He, didn't have that, he never had that underdog mentality yeah. that Rocky and even Drago yeah. in that fight. Yep. Used to their success. The most overrated, uh, fictitious athlete of all time, <laughs> Apollo Creed. Uh, by the way, I did a little research at the break. Okay. Uh, Joey Chestnut has won every Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest since 2007, except one. Oh. So 2007. That's crazy. That's a that's a legitimate run. Now, wh- when was the one that he lost? In 2015, he okay. won to Matt Stoney. That name kind of 62 to 60. Mm. He lost by two dogs. Probably because he didn't scout his competition. That's unfortunate. But dude is locked up the comp. Now it's I need to need to mention his biggest adversary, Kobayashi. Was not allowed to uh, participate or compete. Let him eat. Let yeah. him eat. Yeah. Uh, this is all. This comes up all the time now. So, is there an asterisk next to Joey Chestnut's reign over the hot dog eating contest if you won't let 
his biggest competition. Nah, so where if he's been ducking him? It's where like, is Kobayashi eating? Uh, I think there's some other like international. Oh, he's on the international circuit, and Joey's yeah. just straight America. Yeah, okay. uh, I don't, I don't, I believe it or not, I think I used to know this. Um, but Kobayashi is under contract with somebody in direct conflict with Nathan's, and maybe it's the in, in the Hot Dog Eating Federation of America or whatever it is. Now this could be a movie right here. Well, I think they did a thirty for thirty on it already. So who who I'm would play like Joey a Chestnut? Of Fury type style. Who would play Joey Chestnut? Kevin James. <laughs> 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 and then you get Ken Jong from The Hangover to play Kobayashi. Kobayashi, yeah. Okay. Come yeah. on, who's not watching that movie? Um, yeah. From the man that brought you Sean Payton. Right. <laughs> Kevin James is Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Yo, I would watch that. You get Rob Schneider and David Spade all in there like with their little cameos. Yeah. You know, as other eaters, Adam Sandler doing something. But that's it. That's as good a run, though, as anybody's had in competitive sport, right? To dominate the the <laughs> competition for as long as he has. No, that's right. I mean, I mean, I think Alabama or Georgia might be the Joey Chestnut of college football. Yeah. I just need to see Kobayashi's numbers. Um to see if he's, you know, Chestnut only losing once in the past what, 15 years? That's elite. Yeah, that that's And this Nathan's hot dog, now this is like their Super Bowl, right? Yes. Or so what other events do they have? Um you can a do a pie eating contest. They have major league eating for like everything. Like chicken nuggets? Depends on the chicken nuggets. It's all about the sponsorship. I mean, unless you're running out to to Walmart and grabbing those Tyson's breaded nuggets, man, and just Nah, 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 nah. Or the dinosaur shaped. <laughs> <laughs> man, another T Rex. I ain't never gonna win like this. <laughs> all right, major league eating. Let's see what we got here. You want records? Have Kobayashi and Chestnut gone up against each other before? Sure. Oh yeah. And who was winning the most most of those? Uh, I'll have to do some. Uh, you're like Lee in here, like asking me to look everything up. Yeah. Um, Chestnut versus uh, Kobayashi. Okay. Uh, coming up in hour number two will be pretty much most mostly what we've been doing now. Um, we'll talk to you guys throughout the course of the show. I will get you an update on on competitions where they actually went against each other. I will do some research and see what I can come up with. How are, about you, that? are you a team Chestnut or a team Kobayashi? Oh, USA, USA. I think I'm rocking Kobayashi, man. What are you talking about? Is there anything more American than Joey? Joey! Come on, man. Kobayashi, he's got a little more swag to me. You just like saying Kobayashi. <laughs> it's kind of a cool name. I'll give him that. All right, let me see what we can come up with. Hour number two on the way. Your phone calls are next, 694-1055. We have another scene to recreate for you as well. It's the opening kickoff.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. edition of the opening kickoff here on July 4th Eve, most commonly known as July 3rd. But we are here. Mark Heim, Nick Wiggins, Lee Shervanian is off. Uh, he will rejoin the show on Wednesday. Uh, you guys are welcome to join us because, man, we're talking anything and everything here. Uh, we started talking about the best toppings for your hot dogs, um, uh, a little hot dog eating contest test. Fireworks, your favorite fireworks, your worst, best slash worst fireworks story. There's always a good one. I know you guys had bottle rocket fights when you were kids. Uh, don't lie. I like a good bottle rocket fight. I never have been a big fan of the um, fountain fireworks. They're purdy. Mm, I like them things big and up in the air. That's the only fireworks I like. You know, they, they have now that you can get that I they never really had when I was a kid was what I call mortar shells, right? Where you... Th th those those have been pretty popular at least re in the last five or seven years or so I think when I was a kid I don't ever now I don't know if they had them and Dad just didn't get them for us which could have been the I case think that is what it, they they normally are a little more expensive yeah see at my house we'd have like the sparklers and the little fountain things and then my neighbors would have the mortars yeah but you know hey they're all lighting up the same sky yeah when I was <laughs> when I was I don't know. When we were really young, do you remember the parachutes? Yeah, the little parachute guy come down. Cool. We thought you're like running cool. around yeah. and like trying to catch yeah, them. Those yeah, were, those were fun <laughs> when I was young, man. Those were great. Uh, I was a fan of the Roman candles when I was younger. Yep. Um, but Had me feeling like Iron Man. Yeah. I'm holding those. Yeah. I thought firecrackers were probably a little overrated. It just didn't do anything for me. Just making some noise. Yeah, I just, I wanted to. I mean, you can light them and, like, toss them by your friend's foot when they're not yeah. paying attention and, like, freak them out. That's yeah. I mean, those are good for those bottle rocket fights, right? And then I felt like the, the smaller the bottle rocket, the better they were. Like, the big ones always, like, I don't know, they flamed out or. A little too showy. Yeah. Not efficient enough. Not, not doing what they were designed to Can't do. lock on your target. Yeah. yeah. I. But uh, you can, you guys can share. Oh, so I got your, uh, I got your your stats for you. Okay. Uh, Chestnut uh, and Kobayashi head to head. Joey Chestnut has a three-two advantage. Wow, they've only played. F they haven't even completed the seven-game series. I know. So, uh, well, that was wow. back in the day before they went to seven. It was just five, right, I guess. Right. But uh, before Chestnut came on the scene, Kobayashi had won six straight. Against him? No, 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 because that would go against the three-two advantage I was just talking about. So true. He had won six <laughs> Nathan hot dog competitions. Oh, I see. And then at some point, uh, Chestnut came on the scene and started stealing his thunder. Man. So, 
Kobayashi just playing second fiddle, my boy Joey. Get me this movie made. Yeah. Come on, Netflix, release it next year. What, what would we call it? it? It'd have to be some sort of play on words, yeah. right? Um, What would you guys name the Joey Chestnut Kobayashi movie? Something dogs. Slumdog. No, it's been done. <laughs> Hot dog millionaire. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dog days. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to give that one some thought. So yeah, I was thinking like Wild Hogs, and then you had that other John Travolta movie, Old Dogs, with Robin Williams. Oh, speaking of Old Dogs, you saw uh, Indiana Jones. I did. Just mid. It just was... It just felt like it didn't lead up to a lot. Like, the best part of the movie is the first 30 minutes of the movie, and then the rest, I think they could have they should have played my film backwards, and then it would have got more entertaining as I watched. Was it better than Crystal Skull? Technically, yes. Okay, it's got to be better than Crystal Skull. See, I remember not ever being that bored by Crystal Skull, and in this movie... Like in that third act, into the second act, I'm like, "All right, Indiana Jones, what are we, what are we doing here?" So, do, I felt like in Crystal Skull, they forced the any chance we can play the Indiana music, or he puts on his hat. See, I needed more of that. See, there wasn't enough of that. Okay, I felt like that was forced. Like every time he put on his hat, they started the music, and you're like, "All right, yeah." I, See, he's maybe you'll like it then because they had just a little bit of that. Okay. I thought that was way over the top. Like, they were just forcing the issue here. Like, we get it. Like, there's this silhouette. There's the shadow of Indiana Jones. Right. And, like, you know how, like, at the like at the end of Indiana Jones movies, it's something crazy that happens. Like, the guy's face melts off. Yeah. Or he drinks the Holy Grail and turns old. Or the heart, you know, your heart gets ripped out of your chest or whatever. <laughs> or an ali- aliens are real or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, you really are expecting they're going to do something crazy here. And, it's and I guess flat. technically maybe they did, but I don't know. <laughs> if if anyone anyone saw it over the weekend, you you know how I'm feeling. Hmm. Okay. Uh we have a uh recommendation for our Kobayashi chestnut movie. Okay. Wiener Wars. Wiener Wars is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some bad eighties rated R movie. Wiener Wars is perfect. Ken Jong, Kevin James. Oh, and you could do something clever with the title but, or like the uh, the poster art because Ken Jong, Kevin James, KJ. Hmm. That's going to work. You think? Okay. And then we'll have like Adam Sandler play the commissioner. Or no, he'll play Kobayashi's agent that's trying to get him back into the Nathans. And then Kevin James, you know, he's not wanting it. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, The Campaign, with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis? I think the movie needs to be like that. Okay. I have not seen that one, but okay. It was pretty funny. In the app, had a typical holiday weekend tunnel experience, drove in the entrance, and cars started braking and driving about 10 miles an hour. The scary part of this situation was I heard a voice in my head saying, listen, people, listen, just drive. Listen. Listen, man. Listen. Look, look at that gap right there. You can fit your car through that. Just drive. All man. right, so here's my thing on the tunnel. 
coming back, coming from east to west, I get there's a natural tendency to, to slow down because of the curve, right? You can't be hitting that curve at 60. You probably could, but you understand my point, right? It's a natural tendency to break. I don't get that feeling going from west to east. But you got a lot of first-timers, a lot of folks that don't travel that tunnel on a regular basis. So they're taking it all in. This is like the big point in the trip for a lot of the young kids. Like they're going like in the tunnel. This is cool for them. So naturally, mom and dad have to slow down, honk the horn, give the kids everything that we take for granted with the tunnel. And so things just tend to slow down. Yeah, I had to go to the movie theater on Chillingers because the tunnel was so backed up uh, for me to get to the Daphne one, which is actually only 15 minutes away from here if there's no backup. Yeah. Oh, never mind. He was in the Bankhead Tunnel. I I rescind my previous statement and my, my previous take on everything. Uh, yeah, the Bankhead ain't no fun either. How about that? You know, if, but if we didn't have the tunnels... We'd be driving through water, and that is not good for your car. Okay. A lot of good hot takes there. Uh, so we, we want to warn you in a couple minutes. We have a, a, a special scoreboard for you. We need you to pay attention. Normally you may not, but in this case we want you to. Uh, and then uh, later this hour, like we did in hour number one, we, Nick and I, the talent, will uh, reenact – a scene from a movie that has patriotic ties. <laughs> Correct. The idea initially was to reenact like just a July Fourth type scene, and you know things. Well, one my thing my original idea was that for this whole three hour show, every <laughs> starting from the first segment all the way to the last segment, we would just read through the entire Independence Day script and act out every single character. Which is just sounds exhausting. Because by for not only us but the <laughs> listeners, that was exhausting. Because the length of the script would lead it to uh, it was like 130 pages, so that would literally take the whole show to read. Yeah, but how fun would that be? That'd have been exhausting. Take after. it back to those Lone Ranger days with the radio drama. Yeah, before we had TVs. Hey, everyone, gather around. Let's listen to Mark and. Nick. Nick. Your name's Nick. Yeah. I just want right. to make sure you know. <laughs> I almost said my name was Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna do that coming up in about fifteen or so minutes. Uh, but you guys can jump in at six nine four one oh five five. That's the number. Uh, you guys are obviously pretty active in the in the in the app today. So we've covered a number of things. Hot dog eating contest. There are, there are rules, by the way. Uh, you can get yellow carded in the hot dog eating contest. I did not know that before I did the uh, the research. You can be uh, for messy eating. Now, it sounds a little bit like defensive pass interference, right? It sounds like it's pretty subjective there. Uh, but I don't think I've ever seen a yellow card thrown. I can already see the scene where Rob Schneider pulls out the card <laughs> on him. You can do it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you, you remember that year where Chess, there was uh, like a, a protester, somebody jumped up on the panel while they were eating and Chestnut like put him down? Like in the middle of eating? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, who would be that guy? If, 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 if Rob Schneider's the ref. David Spade. Yeah. That would totally Spade. For sure. Hey, man, quit eating all these hot dogs, yeah. man. Yeah. I could uh, I could see that. You know what's uh, 
Would you say that loyalty is an American quality? Well, as someone who hasn't been in other countries for any length of time, I, I can't really speak to that. But I would say that uh, loyalty is indeed present in this country. Probably not to the extent that we would always like to see it, but okay. I'll play along. Yes! I'm using this as a clever segue. Okay, go for it. It appears that one of our most loyal athletes that we've known no, here for we the go. past decade, he has lost his loyalty. But does loyalty, you know, is there conditions to it? Is there an expiration date to that? Because Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers star, never run from the grind. Well, now he running. And he's saying that he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat don't have anything to give the Portland Trailblazers. So what what was your reaction when you saw that that, you know, this has been an off-season story for the past four seasons. Will Dame ask out? Will Dame demand a trade? And then they signed Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $150 million deal. And shortly thereafter, Dame said, eh, I think we get out of here. Well... Um, I think I think you can be loyal to the point to a point, but I think that has to be a two way street. So if he's willing, and I think what people love about Lillard was he had no, he had uh, he didn't want to he didn't want to leave. He he had no desire to go anywhere. He wanted right. to bring a championship there, and that franchise gave him ample opportunity to help him do that. And I don't, I don't think they've done what he feels is their part in that. So at some point, you either have to, you know, what's the old saying, poop or get off the pot there if you're the uh -huh. franchise. And they haven't done it. And so I think they basically called him on it. And he said, all right, I'm out. Now, I think a lot of people are going to get frustrated with Lillard because he said what he said, which is, you know, I want to be here in the whole deal. And he was kind of the, that was kind of his thing, right? That he wasn't going to be that NBA guy where they're all jumping ship and running for right. and, and searching for championships. Now he's really no different than anybody else. That's the perception. But I thought Portland, I thought they had every opportunity to make, keep him happy. I think they took him for granted. And I think, uh, here we are. I think it's probably going to hurt his legacy in the long run, even if he were to go to Miami and win a ring. Like, yes, you always want to win a championship in the NBA, but it al almost might have been better if he just, you know, stayed in Portland and retired and never won anything instead of being the guy who, no, I only want to play for the team that was just in the finals. So would you rather be the guy known as – I think we kind of touched on this before, and this isn't any sport – like, he's one of the best to have never won a championship or be known as the guy that jumped ship and got a ring, but n people know you got the ring simply because you went to the you know, hottest team or whatever. Right. Like, you, you went and joined a super team. And see, that's an, it's hard to compare because any player that plays for one team and is elite for that long, they always win the ring. Dirk ended up winning the ring, right? Steph, he's been in Golden State. He's got the rings. But when you think of players who, I guess you think, I guess you'd have to go all the way back to like Carl Malone and John Stockton, right? Uh, but I mean, Carl Malone was. 
But those guys are, are relative. I'm trying he did to go to the Lakers at the end. Yeah. But he didn't win when he was there. Correct. But those guys are also more uh, well-received than guys that had jumped ship. I'm trying to think of guys that jumped ship to go get a ring. Like if John Stockton would have lost in that finals to Michael Jordan and then he went and joined the Rockets and won that very next year, are we now in this day and age being like, man, John Stockton, he really did it? Or do we actually look at him less than? I feel like we really don't put him up too high nowadays, but... But he's more highly regarded than some guys that I'm trying to think of guys that jumped ship and went and got a title, but Gary just Payton. one. Who? Gary Payton. I think most people. He won it in Miami, but he was like really old then. Right. So do people look at Gary Payton? I don't think of Gary Payton when I when I hear Gary Payton. I don't think of Gary Payton as NBA champion. I mean, he was a great right. player, and he, defensively he was known, you know, the glove, the whole deal. But I don't automatically think, oh, dude's got a dude's got a ring. He's better than I thought he was. I don't think less of Stockton because he didn't win one. But would you think more of him if, if he, he did, won. but not for Utah? Probably not. Where he was forever. No. I feel like it's the same way with Dame. Hmm. All right. When, oh, scoreboard. Traffic, weather, and scoreboard. The scoreboard's like one you, you rarely have ever heard. Lee's not here, but that doesn't mean it's not worth listening. It's the opening kickoff. Stay with us. Your phone calls are next right here on the Sports Station WNSP. This is Andrew Zhao, Alabama former quarterback. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. It's 727, real short segment there because we just kind of rambled there. But our thanks to Lee Shervanian for uh, for coming in just to do the scoreboard. I mean, that that's his patriotic. I mean, if they remade the Patriot, it would be Shervanian. It wouldn't be Lee. It wouldn't be Mel Gibson. Thank you, Lee Shervanian. A true patriot. Uh, so coming up, uh, we're going to reenact a scene from a movie that has patriotic ties. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't I don't even know which one we're doing next. These movies were all shot well maybe they weren't actually. I know one definitely was. We need to decide which one we're doing. We have two left, one for each hour. We haven't we we didn't uh we did the first one which was we reenacted a scene from Forrest Gump. I don't know which one I want to do here. All right, well maybe we should talk about it at the break. All right. They're both very short, I might add. Comparatively speaking. Yeah, compared to the that gritty four-minute drama from the first uh, hour. All right, so we'll do that. Uh, we'll take your phone calls as well. 729 here on July 4th Eve. Commonly known as July 3rd. Stay with us. See you opening kickoff.
7.32 here on a Monday edition. Uh, Mark and Nick Lee, obviously off the day. Uh, we're off tomorrow uh, for the 4th of July. So I want to wish you and yours a happy and safe uh, 4th of July. We're back at it on Wednesday. All right. Uh, as we have uh, done in hour number one and we'll do in hour number three, we are reenacting scenes from uh, specific movies uh, that might have a patriotic kind of feel to it or connection to. So, quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. And action. It's easy when you play with rejects and fat kids, Rodriguez. What'd you say, crap face? He said they shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, they're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here! Right now! Come on! Right now! We play on a real diamond, Porter. You ain't good enough to even lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch your mouth, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer! Puss licker! Fart smeller! Dog crap for breakfast eating geek! You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam! You bob for apples in your toilet, and you like it! <sighs> you play ball like a girl! <gasps> what did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow, sun up, our field. Be there, Buffalo Butt Breath. Count on it, pee-drinking craphead! And scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be there, Buffalo Butt Breath. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So we'll do another one on uh, in hour number three. That's kind of a patriotic kind of... Look, they played baseball on July 4th, okay? That's as patriotic as it gets. Yeah. Eating a hot dog, having a little apple pie, playing baseball on July 4th. Although, again, I wouldn't recommend playing baseball tomorrow, nor would I recommend uh, any type of grilling, dude. You heard the weather. Between 103 and 106. Yeah, dude. Not doing it. If the government came out with this giant dome... That was like <laughs> climate controlled. Yeah. And they would put it over your county. Okay. Would you be down for that? For a day or a couple days? Forever. Forever? No. Like it would always be 70 degrees outside. Ooh. Ooh. Never raining. No. Unless I, we wanted it to rain. No, see, I mean? see, I like cold weather, though. I, I need the cold weather. Yeah. When, when it's December, they'll give you a nice 60, maybe high 50s. Maybe it's like an app, and everyone goes in and votes what they want the weather <laughs> to be like tomorrow, and then it finds the uh, statistical average, Yeah, and it makes it that. That could be nice. Hmm. Until they let out some toxic gases inside of a dome. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd, uh, I'd uh, yeah, I might be up for that. I'm thinking the, the pros out, outweigh the cons there. I feel like if it's like a stadium dome where we have the option of opening it every once in a while, I think I'd be more open to that. I mean, if it's, you know, 42 degrees for a couple of days, I'm not hating on that. I don't, I don't need 103 to 106, though, on a, sure. on a daily basis. And we just would have to make sure that the dome manufacturers don't turn it into like a big magnifying glass 
<laughs> and that the sun doesn't just burn us all to a crisp. <laughs> yeah, which one of you little devious kids used to do that in, in elementary school? We used to go out and with the magnifying glasses. See, I, w- I wouldn't do it on like an anthill or anything, but I'd like kind of point it at my friends. Like right at his little ankle or something. Yeah. Did 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 that hurt? Did yeah. Be like, ah! Yeah. Were these friends also the ones you had a firecracker wars with? Bottle rocket wars? Uh, no, not that friend specifically. Because, you know, how often do you really have a magnifying glass with you? This is just like a kid I was doing a science project sure. with. Sure. We all, we all had to go out there with the magnifying glasses. Right. Uh, I, I can honestly say you're the first person I know that ever turned your magnifying glass on one of oh, your classmates. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a true man for others. A patriot, if you will. But I like a good uh, a bottle rocket war. Those were fun back in the day. I actually knew a girl who got hit in the eye with the bottle rocket during the bottle rocket war. Yeah, so did anybody that took place in bottle rocket wars, did anybody ever actually get hit or get, not hit, but injured? Like, I've, you're the, so a girl got hit in the eye. Mm-hmm. You have to go to, like, a doctor? Yeah. She had, like, a like a mark in her eye for, like, a while. See, I, I never, yeah, I never did the whole got injured during the firecracker war. Would you hold the bottle rocket to like the very last second or let it shoot out your hand or would you throw it and then uh Yeah, I mean I wouldn't hold it, but I would I would throw it right as mm. it took off. A little bit of a guessing game there. Sometimes no, it was right. a little late, sometimes a little early. Yeah. Um but I found that if you waited a little late, it I mean you the adrenaline was pumping. Like as soon as it, you know, it made that noise, man, it was it was flying out of your hands. That's right. So uh Good times. Good times. You planning on shooting any fireworks tomorrow? Negative Ghost Rider. Yeah, I had not really. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that where I live. See, when you're younger, you do it for the pure entertainment, and you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And then when you start having kids, you start doing it because you want them to see the glorious colors and blah, blah, blah. And then they lose they they lose interest in that regard, and then you hope they don't pick up your bad habits of, you know, Let's throw them at each other. That'll be fun. Let's right. put in somebody's tailpipe. See what happens. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. Now you're now I'm at the point in my life where I just want it all to die down by nine or ten o'clock at night because you know some of us have to get up early the next day. Sure. And do me a favor. Shoot your fireworks, but shoot them on July Fourth. Don't be the guy that's got leftovers and shooting them for three days. Yeah. Don't be him. There's always that guy in your neighborhood. Now, what about the people that were shooting them last night? Not a fan. But it's a Sunday night. You know, it's weekend. I, d- I didn't hear any falling on night. a Tuesday. I heard a couple. By the way, speaking At least I of, hope they were fireworks. How many? I haven't asked this question, but how many of you guys, most people are working today. Yeah. When I, when I run for public office, one of the things that I will be campaigning on is that any holiday that falls on a Tuesday automatically means that we're off on a Monday. No questions. It's just going to be. It is what it's going to be. That's right. I would even argue, and as a special addition to that when you vote for me, if Monday is actually December 23rd, take it off Tuesday. That's right, Mobile. When you get to that ballot box, (laughs) mark down, mark. Yeah, so, so I'm adding to my platform. It's that. When we when the time changed, we're gonna we're gonna uh, when we add it or when we lose an hour, we're gonna do that Friday at four. 
so it'll automatically be Friday at five. Nice. Boom, gone. And then when we when we spring back, you spring forward and then you fall back. So when we fall back, we fall back on a Sunday afternoon. Nice. That that's what we're doing. Can we're you also make it where if you ever buy um, a pack of ground beef for hamburgers or hot dogs that you get the buns for free? No, but I'll make sure that we have the same amount of uh, hot dog buns in the bun pack that you do in the hot dog package. Perfect. So if they're selling, you know, 12 hot dogs, you're going to get a pack of 12 or what is it? In the, I think it's 10 or I think it's 10. I don't, how many hot dogs come in a pack now? 12. I don't think that's an issue. Six anymore. on the top, six on the bottom. Look at you. That's all brands or just the brand you get? When Dixie Brown. Uh, in the app, as someone who is from Oregon and a lifelong Blazers fan, I have no problem with Dame requesting a trade. What rubs me wrong is him saying he wants to go to Miami. Limits the Blazers and what they can get back in a trade. The real trade needs to be uh, trade Joey Allen, Allen for Phil Knight. He keeps offering to buy them. Mm. Hmm. It could work. Dame. Dame's a big Adidas guy, though. So I guess good thing he'd be getting out of there. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, for those that are curious about the hot dog eating contest, we broke down the numbers for you. Uh, um, our guy, Joey Chestnut, has won every single Nathan's hot dog eating contest since 2007, except one, nice. where Matt Stoney beat him by two weenies. 62-60. But dude has been dominant. Now, I remember you saying the rule that if you had the wieners in your mouth at the end of the... Yeah, they're rules. They're actual rules. So why didn't Joey just shove two wieners in his mouth right when the, the clock ended? Well, if you notice, they usually all have a mouthful of food at the buzz. They're all, uh, I, I think he probably did. I mean, I'll have yeah, to go back and I watch the, fa the, the film. Yeah. But dude has won every year, and he has a 3-2 advantage. Now, this is just in the Nathan's Hot Dog Advantage, I mean, in the uh, contest. They may have competed in other eating contests, but Chestnut has a 3-2 advantage over Kobayashi, who has not participated in a number of years due to um, uh, being affiliated with another league. Yeah. So, um, But he takes, uh, he takes the stage once again tomorrow. Um, interestingly enough, there's some other rules. You can get yellow carded in, in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for messy eating, which seems really bizarre to me. Because I, I feel like it's all messy eating. Keep it clean, folks. Yeah. Nothing below the belt. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll share this on the other side. Uh, Brian Kelly was asked about uh, the win over Alabama just recently, uh, last year, for all you college football fans. Speaking of, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping. I feel like Lee here at Word Association. I keep uh -huh. throwing other stuff out there. Well, words. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, uh, we talked about it earlier. The ESPN let go a bunch of on-air personalities. Which is the one person they let go you wish they hadn't? And who should they have let go? You all, everybody always says, "Man, they shouldn't have let this guy go." Why is why is this guy gone? But they're still letting blank work. You, you is there one ESPN personality you wish they? Not that, a that big. Um, I'm not a big Mike Greenberg guy. Hmm. A lot of people are very kind of plain to me. A lot of people are very anti Doris. Uh, I like Burke. Doris. I don't have a problem with Doris Burke, but a lot of people do. I think she's intelligent. You get someone fun up in the booth with her. 
I think she's actually every. I think she's pretty comical. I don't like Mark Jackson. I don't like Steve Young, although they let him go. So uh, I, I, he always seemed to be like old grumpy guy up there on the on the panel talking NFL. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. Uh, you guys can jump in at six nine four one zero five five. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll share what Brian Kelly had to say about the win over Alabama and, um, what's the best and worst condiment you put on your hot dog? I know, uh, Nick has already taken a swipe at my, uh, immature palate. You got a baby boy palate. It's okay. I'm okay with that because I am one of those guys that does indeed put ketchup on my hot dog. Yeah. Keep, keep dunking those nuggies in the ketchup, man. Ketchup is a wonderful, uh, there's a reason it's the most popular condiment in all of the country. I just made that fact up. A lot of kids probably in pretty the accurate. All right, stay with us. The opening kickoff wrap up, hour number two next, right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Hi, this is Philip Rivers, football coach at St. Michael Catholic. You're listening to WNSP Sports Radio. Welcome back in here on a Monday edition. Mark and Nick Lee will rejoin the show on Wednesday. Obviously, we're taking tomorrow off as well. So I want to wish you and yours a happy and safe Fourth uh, of July. What uh, what did we tease? What were we going to talk about? I don't even remember. That was like three minutes ago. Uh, something about Brian Kelly. Oh, so Brian Kelly did a little Q and A and was uh, was asked what it meant. Uh, to Brian Kelly and his program to beat Alabama in year one. And um, he compared it to MMA. It's a little weird. I don't really understand the comparison there, but he said, came down here because I wanted to play the best, and I consider, and many consider, Nick Saban as an icon and somebody that you measure yourself against. I know it's not MMA. He goes, I, I don't think anybody would have paid for it, and so I'm not trying to say it's MMA, but you want to be measured against the best. I just have a great deal of respect for Nick. So that was awesome that we got a chance to play a great football game that we could have went either way. It gave our guys a lot of confidence. So, um, Good answer. Good answer. Well, he was asked about uh, why they went for two. If you remember, it went to overtime. Right, right. And Alabama scored. They kicked the extra point. But then Jaden Daniels needed like one. It was like one play. And um, he said a lot of those decisions that are emotional decisions earlier in my career had a hard time making them, sometimes for the wrong reasons. I even went for two or kicked the extra point and should have went for two. So we have meetings 48 hours prior. We call them 48 hours. Clever. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy would like a word on copyright. But um, where we discussed those things as a staff away from the emotions and we discussed it, we said, hey, listen, if we have a shot to win the game, are we kicking or are we going for two? Um, Generally, as you know, if the emotions are out of it and everybody is in there and you, you go, hey, 
what do you want to do? Do you want to kick it or do you want to go for two? Everybody wants to go for two. Of course, as you can imagine, when I said during the game, we're going for two, everyone was like, no expletive. What are you talking about? Kick the expletive extra point. And they expletively did not. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, that you going into a game against one of, if not the best team in the country, and you're talking about what happens, what do you want to do? And if it comes down to the end of the game, do we try to extend the game or do we or do we go for two and win it? I find it interesting that he said they have a 48-hour meeting to plan what they're going to do, and then he said whenever we, I said what we were going to do, they were all like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I think that's to his point about how emotion sometimes plays such a huge role. But I think doesn't emotion I – don't, I don't know if I'd call it e- emotion. I think it's just the feel of the game, right? It's kind of like that whole analytics conversation. Yo, it's fourth and two. We're on this on this on this yard line. We have to go for it. Well, you know, how's your how's your running back playing? How's your offensive line playing? Like, are, are right. they opening holes? Is their defensive line doing something that you didn't account for? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'd say that was emotional. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put myself in his spot. I don't know what. I don't know if I'd go for the win there. See, I feel like in that moment they're like, I think we have a better chance to get a two point conversion here. Than we do to, you know, there's so many things that can happen with overtime, right? The coin toss, who gets the ball first, um, the back and forth of it all. But there were in that moment, you have the advantage, right? And I guess, and I think that makes sense if you're in Tuscaloosa, but they were in Baton Rouge, so wouldn't it wouldn't it put more pressure on Alabama to come back out because you just scored. You kick the extra point. You're getting the ball right back. No, what? but think about how much pressure Alabama was on under right when they yeah. said, we're going for two in yeah. Baton Rouge. We're about, we're right here, going to take it. And they scored on that one play. Exactly. So now Alabama's a little shell-shocked. Yeah, right. I guess I, I guess that makes sense. I guess maybe in hindsight, maybe I would have gone for – You see, I'm, the problem is can you – and I think that's to his point. Can you process all that information in the time it takes – to get out there and get a play run. Like I don't I'd be like, time out. Like I don't think I would have been I would have been like, someone tell me what to do. Gotta go with your gut, man. Yeah. Interesting comments. So I thought it was uh um, I like Brian Kelly. I think LSU's gonna be really good this year. I think they might be better than <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean it's not a stretch. I mean, you look at Alabama's Clearly got quarterback issues, right? I yep. mean, you're you're um, you're thin in the secondary. Although you've pulled out, you, you've got some stuff in the transfer portal working there. You got a couple guys on your um, on your offensive line that I think that Proctor kid's going to be decent. You got your, I, I don't know. I think uh, you got a new offense. Got a new offensive coordinator. I, if if this if that if we were not talking about a brand, if this were anybody else, you'd be saying it was not you, but you in general would be talking about it being a down year. That's right. So, uh, in the app, I'll watch Nathan's hot dog eating contest tomorrow before I ever watch Winter Olympic curling. Um, okay. The only reason I would maybe disagree with that a little bit is it the medal round? I mean, I'm not watching prelims of curling, but curling kind of boring. It is, but I've said this and I'll stand by it. And it, 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 
it, it's actually relevant as we are on the one on the eve of the most patriotic day of the year. When it comes to us against them, whoever them is, when it's Team USA, I'm watching and I'm 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 pumped. I'm in it. I'm whether it's soccer, curling, hot dog eating contest. We ought to have an international. Like, how cool would it be if we invited Kobayashi and a representative from every country? Yeah, and you, you send up your guy, and then you have to go to each country and eat their dish. Yeah. So in America, it's hot dogs. You go over to Kobayashi's area, you're eating Whatever. some noodle or rice-based dish, depending on but what you know, even eastern country he's from. Even a... Uh, even Chestnut has that American flag. Like he, he didn't yeah. one year he pulled the Rocky where he had the flag over his, over his shoulder. He's a showman. Yeah, yeah. And I mean credit to him and Kobayashi especially staying in good shape throughout all this. You can't just be a big fat guy. No, it, it usually winds up backfiring on you. Uh, someone said hot dog eating is a freak show, kind of like the bearded lady at the fair. I haven't seen one of those. A fair or a bearded lady? Bearded lady at the fair. I've seen a bearded lady. Have you? At a gas station. Really? You now, I'm not talking like big full beard, but, you know, a little five o'clock shadow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, what else are we talking about today? Other than bearded ladies. Fourth of July. Um, I'm saying... You all get uh, a pass on grilling this 4th of July due to extreme heat. I think it's fair. But do, do you think the tunnel, you think it's a good day to go through the tunnel? Because it July. is 4th of July, like everybody's already. I think they're on the way there. Oof. I just think they might have made it a, a weekend thing and get there early. Oh, and they might be going today maybe? Or no, they might be going when they get off early today. Is anybody... Ooh, is anybody getting off early today? Because most people are working, right? Yes. I'm wondering if anybody's knocking off early. I am. Wait, actually, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> John and Jenny's golf <laughs> shows tonight. By the way, John's going to join us at 820, our lone guest. Wow. We need to get we need to get his script sent to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to do one more script. If you missed it, we did Forrest Gump in hour one, Sandlot in hour two. We'll have one short script to do in hour number three. Um, we uh, spent a lot of time. I thought our acting was pretty decent. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think we're doing, you know, 6.5 out of 10. What is the most patriotic movie of all time? Can't say The Patriot. That's easy. And I wouldn't even, I don't even know if you would put it in there, but. The most patriotic movie of all time. It's either, it's. And my second choice is weird, but I think maybe you can get down with it. It's either got to be Rocky Four mm -hmm. or Grown Ups. Oh, I can see where you went there. It's just, you know, we're, nothing too crazy happened in this movie. Just a bunch of kids who grew up together having fun at the lake house on uh, during the summer. What could yeah. be more American than that? Hmm. That's pretty good. Um... Hard to beat Rocky for, for sure. Us against them. Whatever he is, he destroys. Um, have you ever seen, this is long before you were born, uh, Victory? No. Mm. Is that the one with um, 
the kid from Ferris Bueller? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Glory? Uh, yeah. Glory, victory. No, victory was with Michael Caine and Sylvester Stallone, 1981. Oh, no. It was about uh, POWs. Uh, they prepare for a soccer game against the German national team. And uh, it was it was going to be played. It was played in Nazi-occupied Paris. And the whole thing was they were planning an escape during the, the soccer game. Pele was in it. Okay. And Sylvester Stallone is this American POW who's never played soccer but wanted to escape, so he learned to play goalie because he could help them nice. escape. But what happens is the game gets competitive, oh. and they think they could win. Oh, so they don't escape. They, they don't they, escape. Oh, they go wow. back out for the, uh, the, for second the remainder. Half. Yeah. That sounds good. The ending was pretty cool, though. Hmm. Maybe I have to check that one out. Vitoire! Vitoire! This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Thanks for hanging with us here on uh, July 4th Eve, commonly known as July 3rd. Uh, Mark and Nick in uh, Lee Shervanian off today, clearly by the hijinks that uh, you probably got a pretty good feel for the fact that he's not here. Fear not, though. He will be back on Wednesday. want to let you guys know we're obviously off tomorrow, so I want to wish you and yours a happy and safe uh, July 4th weekend. Phone lines are open uh, this segment coming up at 820. By the way, we encourage you to listen to a special scoreboard uh, that uh, Lee was nice enough to put together for us before he left, um, coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Um, and then our guy, John Ricchetti, will join us at 8.20. And then we will reenact one final scene from a movie that has patriotic ties. It just seems so ridiculous to say it that way. It gets, it's, they're getting more and more broad and a little... Less specific, which indicates. I mean, it's like it's less specific, but in a way, it's the most specific, right? Uh, I I don't really know what that means. What does that mean? I mean it, it, it directly involves the word America. Sure, sure. Now we did get somebody tell us that they felt like if we didn't do Rocky Four, it would be a complete and total waste. We uh, tried. Yeah. Uh, we 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 had a whole scene from Rocky Four, and you wouldn't think this is Stallone, all right? But you picked, in a good one, the press conference scene where Apollo and Rocky are sitting there with Drago and his wife, and right. the whole deal, and they're they're doing the whole promotion, and we agree, yeah, let's do that one. That one's great, but tell everybody what the problem was. The script was nothing like the final product. They ad libbed, did a little improv, I guess. And so it just wasn't the same 
It was just too different. Right. So it's the scene where Apollo's like, I've retired more guys than Social Security, right? Uh-huh. And and uh, none of those yeah, none of those quippy Yeah, and she's like, Why do you insult us? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you would have done perfect with the with their accents, I must say. Whatever he hits, he destroys. But you it know. makes a good man. <laughs> A better man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we could not do that. Although, it sounds like we probably could have just ad-libbed it ourselves. We should make up our own. Well, um, you know, I think he's going to need a ladder. Yeah. That was hey, old Paul, I think you may need a ladder to fight that Oh, uh, yes, insult us. Insult us. I wasn't insulting anyone until <laughs> whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. We don't have our guys behind walls with machine guns. Ah, yes, insult us. Um, all right. But yeah, Rocky Four was definitely on the list. Yeah. And Rock- we played we played James Brown earlier, so I think we fulfilled our Are are order. you in agreement with me on Rocky Four and Grown Ups being the most Fourth of July movies? No, I, I think you have to by default, put Independence Day in that group. Yeah, um, those would maybe be the three, though. Yes, uh, I think I think that makes sense. You like Grown Ups in there? I like the reason for it. I think you're thinking outside the box. I like it. A lot of Fourth of July vibes. In yeah, that movie. But I think you could make that. I, I think you could make that argument for Sandlot too, to much the same way. It kind of hits on a, a a time where. A time gone by that we rarely have a chance. It kind of captured that moment for a lot of folks. You know, kids aren't going out today with the and maybe they are, but you know, the neighborhood kids aren't going out every day in the summer to play baseball or. No, nah, they're out there hitting those little TikTok dances, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Drinking Keep, laundry detergent. Keeping keeping guys like you entertained for hours on their phones. <laughs> 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 no, I. But I know I, I like the thinking. I like the reasoning there. So I would say that I would put Independence Day and Rocky Four first. I'd follow with a little. I I, I could see Grown Ups in there. So we're we were talking about the most patriotic um movies of all time. I I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'd put a war movie in there. Man, I'm telling you, if we can get this uh. Weenie Wars movie made? Yeah. That's going to be top of the list. So, and somebody in the app just put in uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Great movie. I watched that movie. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July uh, and American Sniper. Uh, See, I get those, but I just feel like when I think Fourth of July, it's like you're leaning. Like, maybe those are maybe Memorial Day movies. Yeah. I think Fourth of July, it's like you're... You're leaning more into the Americana and the pop culture and the fun. Of I want to stand up and cheer Fourth of July. Sure, right? I mean, Americans. I mean, not when, when Will Smith end. tells that little kid, "Did not promise you fireworks." I mean, a tear almost came to my eye. I mean, we overcame so much adversity. We right. came together as a not only as a country, right. as a planet. When Rocky's up there saying, "Anybody can change," yeah, that hit, and that, all the Soviet Union gets up and yeah. starts cheering. The Mikhail Gorbachev wannabe stands up and starts right. clapping. Thank you for ending the Cold War, yeah. Rocky. Ivan. Yeah, it just uh he, And then whenever Adam Sandler shoots that bow and arrow straight <laughs> up into the air and they all start running and Steve Buscemi right through the foot, come on. Yeah. When it, he misses the bank shot 
that he hits every time. He hits that every time. Right. But he just felt like he had to lose and whatever right. their he names were. That had to guy win. will win. Yeah. No, I mean, that's. I get that's it. America. By the way, don't we all <laughs> have that friend like David Spade that runs like that? Kind of like kicking himself like butt kicks while he's running. There's always that friend, right? And if you don't have that friend, then maybe you're, yeah, that, you're that guy. <laughs> you're that uh, clearly, clearly. So I'm with you. I, I think war movies like you know all of them, like Saving Private Ryan, Hacksaw Ridge, which great movie by the way. They're they're all really well done. Great Vince Vaughn performance. In which one? Hacksaw Ridge. Oh yes. You know, you know the movie I saw the other day that was on. I always it was a football marathon was on last week. Uh, he looked so different in it, but his small role in Rudy. Who was in that? Was Vince Vaughn? In Vince Rudy? Vaughn was in that one. Oh, I know his other guy was in there. You remember when when Rudy tackles a guy at practice? He's like, "It's the last practice of the season. This guy's playing like it's the Super Bowl." What's your problem, O'Hara? He was O'Hara. The and then he's know. the one that said, "Come on, Billy, we got to get the uh, you know the we got to score so Rudy can get back on the field." And he goes, "That one's for you, man. You're like the Rain Man of movie quotes. D- 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 definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's what I do. All right, what's your favorite? What's the favorite topping on the hot dog? What's the favorite condiment? If you could only have one, what is it? Well." You're only going hot dog when they're out of hamburgers. I, I disagree. You're going up to the grill and saying, hey, yeah, hot hot dog, please. Sure. No. I feel like lately a lot more people have been doing the chicken wings. On the grill? Yeah. For 4th of July or just any time? You know, cook, barbecuing, grilling out. I love me a chicken wing. Love chicken wing. It's a little more work for a little less payout is the only issue. Is it? You just sauce them up and cook them. No, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of you got you got to work to get a lot of substance there. I guess with a so hamburger, you, you got to put the condiments on. By the time you're putting all the condiments in the there's just not a lot of food there. The is what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're working to eat. Wings. There's a lot of work in there. There's a lot of work involved in eating a chicken wing with very little payout. You don't eat six wings, like man. I'm I think stuffed. that's. I can't. I, I can't think have that, another one. That might be a benefit to some. You know, in Asian cultures, they eat with chopsticks, and you can only <laughs> grab so much food with a chopstick. Therefore, the utensil in and of itself limits to the speed to what you can eat. Speed eating with chopsticks. That would be something. I definitely got to give the edge to Kobayashi on that one. Unless Joey Chestnut's just like bah and like like so skewers. what if what if at the hot dog eating contest for every hot dog you eat you chase with a shot of whatever, like alcohol? Yes. Oh man, how about that? You'd be messed up. Now that I would watch. Yeah, for sure. That would be fun. I mean, dude, trying to like put the hot dog in his eye, like trying to find it, like he can't. He's <laughs> yeah, like totally wouldn't. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh. Someone said miracle for most patriotic. That's a hockey movie? Yeah. That's a good call. In fact, I feel like I failed you as a as a in, in this society for not mentioning miracle. That is a great call. You bumping grown ups off for that. Might just be expanding my list. Oh, yeah, okay. probably. I'm probably bumping grown ups. Um, what about the expendables? 
<laughs> Speaking of, so I'm in the theater watch, getting ready to watch Indiana Jones, and the Expendables trailer comes on. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Jason Statham, okay. Yeah. And then the very next trailer, Meg 2, Jason Statham again. Yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking, is Jason Statham the underdog, low-key, best bald man in Hollywood? Vin Diesel, Fast X was a flop. And you already had to rely on Jason Statham to come in and help your movie. Right. And The Rock, Black Adam flopped. He hasn't really been doing much lately. Mm -hmm. And you got two franchises leaning on Jason Statham. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a Statham fan now. Anything Statham is in, I'm going to watch. And more times than not, I'm entertained. There have been a few that have not done great. But I would agree... Best bald man in Hollywood? Yeah. Bruce Willis had his kind of yep, moment, right? His, and it's right. it's over. Um, and then everyone, like, The Rock was like the big betting favorite. Like, oh, this is the bald guy. Hmm. But Young Rock gets canceled. Black Adam, no sequel to that. And Statham's just killing it. And then Vin Diesel, like I said, he's got to rely on him. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson? Different type of genre, though. We talking action star? I'm just best bald man in Hollywood. Samuel's up there. But see, he's in, you know, he does the Nick Fury, but, and he's coming out this summer, too, with that Marvel, Captain Marvel movie. Ugh. I know. Yeah. It looks corny. All right, let's take a break, because you will have to hear, uh, you know what the weather is. We're going to share it with you anyway. We'll get traffic and weather, and then scoreboard like you've never heard coming up next. And then John Ricchetti. Uh, Hudson listening in the app. Captain America for patriotic movie. All right, Hudson. He's listening. You're going to like... Uh... You, oh, Hudson, you're going to have to be uh, listening around 8.30 when we reenact our third movie of the day. Yeah, you'll probably get a kick out of that. All right. Scoreboard traffic and weather. The opening kickoff. Mark and Nick right here on the Sports Station. WNSP and WNSP.com. Jason Caffey. Thank you for listening to WNSP 105.5 FM. Welcome back in the opening kickoff. Mark and Nick with you right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. It's time to talk to our good buddy, John Ricchetti, the Middle Light Golf Report. Mr. Ricchetti, sir, happy fourth. Yeah, happy fourth. I mean, uh, hopefully everybody's been hot, hot, hot out there, but hopefully uh, get some decent weather next couple of days, get this holiday in, and uh, everybody has a good time spending time with their family and friends. But uh, I know a guy who's... uh, really got it going on is Ricky Fowler. I mean, you talk about a player that's been trending in the right direction in the last uh, four or five months. And uh, 
he has finally broke through. It's been almost six, I think, five or six years since he's won on the PGA Tour. Had to get in the playoff yesterday. Gutsy performance down the stretch to get in that playoff and then uh, hit that magnificent shot in the first playoff hole uh, with Colin Morikai and Adam Hadwin, who, by the way, Adam Hadwin was looking for his first win in a long time also yesterday. So uh, happy for Ricky Fowler. I know everybody's really excited for him. Uh, it's just uh, it's amazing now how his good friend Justin Thomas is uh, they switched uh, places. Justin Thomas continues to struggle, and Ricky Fowler's uh, amped up his game. So uh, it was good for Ricky. I know Robbie Shelton, our mobile Robbie Shelton, made the cut. Uh, didn't really have his best this week. His scoring was at a premium at Detroit Country Club at the Rocket Mortgage Championships. Congratulations to Ricky Fowler as he breaks through and gets his first PGA Tour win in almost five years. Also, uh, another story that I think is uh, in the world of golf that's kind of uh, under the radar is Bernhard Langer. At the age of almost 66 years old, wins the senior United States Senior Open yesterday and uh, surpassed Hale Orman for the most wins ever on the Champions Tour. And uh, this guy continues to play great golf at almost at the age of 66. Incredible. Really, I think just that, that Bernhard deserves a lot more credit, and this story deserves a lot more credit because it's amazing what he's doing in the world of golf at, at such an older age. Also, uh, the Live Tour played at uh, Taylor Gooch, picked up his third victory as they were playing at Valderrama in uh, Spain as he wins on the Live Tour. Also, they had a pretty good star-studded field in that event, obviously, and uh, all the stars were aligned. It was a pretty awesome final round. So we'll be on the air tonight live at 6 o'clock. We'll be from Felix's Fish Camp, and uh, we'll have a complete recap of the world of golf, and I just want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. Please don't drink and drive, and we'll talk to you guys tonight. Hey, John, have a great show. Appreciate it, man. Happy 4th. All right. Yes, yes, you too, guys. It's Sean Rochetti. By the way, I, I guess I could have asked him, but we're almost out of time. I guess John's allowed to celebrate July 4th, right? I mean, he's Canadian. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no law against it. Yeah, he's open to it. I think the same way that we're open to celebrating Boxing Day. Are we? I, I think. I'm not against it. I've never done it. By the way, pretty cool. I mean, he, golf? Felix's July 3rd? That's a pretty good combination right there. Hey, what what better way to bring in that American holiday than with some boom-boom uh, shrimp? Yeah. Got to get that you gotta get that crab soup over there. I'll just get the uh, complimentary uh, mm -hmm. appetizers <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that John scrapes off the side of the table and I come by and eat like a dog. Yeah. You never answered my question, though. What's the one... What's the one thing? What's the one condiment? You only get one. They're giving you a hot dog, bun, and what to put on it? Mustard. Mustard. Lex, our intern, or not ours, but the zoo slash WNSP interns in here, what's the one thing you're putting on a hot dog? I got to go with meat. Mustard. All right, oh, I thought you were saying me, like put me on the hot no, dog. No, okay, so <laughs> the one way not to be invited back into the studio is to agree with Nick. Just saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. What are you putting? Mayonnaise? No, I'm, <laughs> my immature palate remains. Uh, I, I'm proud to say 
If Ooh, I only get chili? Once. No, ketchup. Oh. Putting ketchup on that bad boy. A little barbecue sauce. Not a bad Ooh. way to go either. Be grilling, put a little barbecue on it. All right, when we come back, we're reenacting our final movie scene of the day. Lex can judge. She's the Academy. That's right. She can throw out nominations for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor when we come back. Right here on the Sports Station, WNSP. segments left here again want to uh, wish you guys a happy fourth on this uh f- happy was a fourth of july eve here the third uh, of july yeah uh mark and uh nick because you know in the big scheme of things a lot of important things were going d- down on the third of july they were getting ready for what the fourth they were planning planning on being independent like, what do you what do you think? Like July third, seventeen seventy six was like. Oh, busy day. A lot of a lot of nervous folk. Yeah, a lot of running around, grabbing those hot dogs from the store, making sure you had enough buns. I'm sure that was part of it. Getting the getting the bottle rockets. Back then, you probably were making the bread at your house. Yeah. Did we have bread back then? When did bread get invented? Uh, bread's been a l- around a long time. I don't know when they started slicing it. Though. Yeah, because that was the great. I mean, that's that's the greatest thing, right? Hang what on, I'm gonna look it up. Sliced bread, date invented. Probably the same as Lee's birthday. July seventh, nineteen twenty-eight. Okay, all right. So two things to celebrate this week. We're gonna have to mark that down. Seriously, we'll have to talk about that on July seventh. What uh, what day of the week is that? Is that Friday? If today is the third, <laughs> it's gonna take us a half hour to figure this <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> All right, write that down somewhere. Okay, in honor of uh, July Fourth, we have taken uh, scripts or very small scenes from three different movies that kind of feel like they have some patriotism in there, right? Definitely. All right, and so do, are we telling everybody what we're doing here? Or we're just gonna do it. Yeah. So we've done Forrest Gump, yeah. the Vietnam scene. We've done the Sandlot, classic American film. Sure, sure. And now we're going with maybe more of a modern day patriotic film. This is Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay. The original Captain America film. Okay. All right. Lights. Quiet on set. Camera rolling. And sound. Action. They were called Doughboys. Then, as now, who no cares? One Play the movie sure already. Like the hey, you want to show some respect? Fade from memory. Let's go. Get on with it. Just start the cartoon. Memorials hey, you want to shut up? Scene. You just don't know when to give up, do you? I can do this all day. Hey, pick on someone your own size. You know, sometimes I think you like getting punched. Yeah, I had him on the ropes. How many times is this? You're from Par- Par- 
<laughs> You're from Paramus now? You know it's illegal to lie on the enlistment form. And seriously, Jersey, you get your orders. 107th. Captain James Barnes, you're shipping out for England the first thing tomorrow. I should be going. Come on, man. It's my last night. I got to get you cleaned up. Why? Where are we going? You know you're about to be the last eligible man in New York. There's three and a half million women here. Well, I'd settle for just one. And scene. scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the more simpler ones. We should have yeah. done the one where you were getting the super soldier serum. Ugh, I can do it. Turn it off. Turn it off. I can do it. No, no. You certainly look tall. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> how you how you like Newark now? Or where were they? Were they in Jersey? Yeah. How you like Jersey now? Okay. Very what the good. hell are you doing jumping on a grenade? Uh, so July 7th, 1928. That might have been Lee's birthday. Or the year. Yeah. Wow. Sliced bread's turning 95 years old. Shout out to sliced bread. How about it? Been relevant the whole time. Yeah. And they haven't really improved upon it much. Now, how do you improve on sliced bread? Maybe... Why don't they do bread like they do deli meat? Like you, you go to Publix or whatever your favorite, and they, they ask you how you want it sliced. What would the options be? I guess the thinness and the thickness. Yeah. Yeah. Can how I many, get that pumpernickel thick cut? Yeah. How many levels of thickness you think you've been through? Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to that, because then you could dictate how many because we all throw a couple slices of that bread away at the end. You yeah. don't get to them. Um, so if you could just be like, hey, I just want four slices. And why is it when we do the sliced bread, you know, you, no one ever uses the end piece, right? Why not just shave that little piece off? Like, don't you save the piece, but just right. shave the like that end. And I then you could it. save it and then have like one that's called like all end pieces. And it's like half off. And you get that weird little guy being in. Like, you know who that weird little guy is? You. Michael Bronner. Shocking. He loves those butt uh, pieces of the bread. Really? Mm-hmm. He's an interesting character. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't really have a reaction to that. Yeah. A little odd. A little odd. Well, you know, he also eats peanut butter in powder form. So. This is true. I've never seen peanut butter in a powder form, but it's sitting on your uh, table over there. Yeah, it's just. And he scoops it. Yeah, and I think he puts just a spoonful of the dry powder so. in his mouth, and then it forms into peanut butter in his mouth. Oh. And it, and it takes everything in me every day not to just look at this jar and want to just open it and pour a bottle of water in there. Uh, somebody asked, did y'all mention Top Gun? No. For a patriotic uh, movie. No, we didn't. Do you, you're the big Top Gun guy. You I didn't am. Mention I don't it. think I'd put him. I don't think I'd put that in the whole patriotic category. Um, Do they save anyone? Like, are they fighting terrorists? What are they doing again? Or are they just doing tricks and playing beat volleyball? <laughs> what are these guys doing? Uh, what are these fly boys doing? They, uh, at the end there, well, they had an encounter with the MiGs in the first scene of the original. And then they had to go out and scare some other MiGs away, and things got nasty. They were 
they were getting pretty close to the coast, but I don't know if they were ever, I don't know if it was a certain country or not, but they got deployed right at, on their graduation. They were at the graduation ceremony and they got orders. Apparently it was so time sensitive. They had time to actually print out the orders and hand them to them like diplomas, like hate to break up the party, but some of us have business to do. And so Maverick got his rear once he got to the ship. And Viper was like, you know, if you don't get your rear, call me. I'll, I'll fly with you. Sure. And then the second one, which was a far superior film, I might add, um, they didn't really name the country that they were. It was some no-name country that they had to go take care of some nuclear facilities. Yeah, you can't specify the country if you want to uh, fill up the theaters in that country with your movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to say Growing Ups is a little more uh, patriotic. Than Top Gun? Yeah. Just off vibes. Alone. I don't know if patriotic's the right word. I just think it. Uh, Fourth of July vibes. Grown ups is breaking the scale. Yeah. I mean, does does grown ups really express? I'm, I'm reading from the definition. Does it express devotion to or vigorous support for one's country? Not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is this to, uh, I think it encapsula encapsulates the 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 idea of America. Yeah, old old For school sure. America, hanging out with your buddies, having a good time. No phones, like no video games, like a time gone by. Right, kind of like stand. Everyone by me. grows, right? Yeah, in some way or another, where friends can be a friend. Grown ups yeah. too, though. They fell off there. Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq was a highlight, though. See, I think he's, he stands out a little bit. Well, he's Shaq is to the level where it's like if Shaq's in your movie, he has to be like, oh, my God, it's Shaq. Yeah. Like that. It can't be like, oh, hey, giant police officer. Right. Well, you never saw Police Academy. I saw Police Academy. You saw Police Academy? So who's I the saw police four officer? of them, I think. <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. I like the uh, the sound effect guy, Michael Winslow. That's right. Yeah, he was in Spaceballs too. Who was he in there? He was the guy that said uh, he. They brought him over. Uh, Dark helmet came over because the radar had the sweeps, the beeps, and the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know the sweeps. And then he would go. Boop, boop, boop. Classic. You just want to see <laughs> if I would actually do it. I'd, uh, I'd I'd tease what we have on the show Wednesday, but I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. My guess is that uh, Lee will probably double up because we missed two days of guests. For so sure. We'll, we'll have 47 this guests. This will be the last you hear of me. <laughs> For the week. <laughs> so half of you are disappointed. The other half are like, yeah! Yeah. Let's do it! Got to cater to the different audiences. So what's going on in your life over here? What are we doing for July 4th? Anything? You working? Relaxing. Relaxing? Yeah. Fireworks or no fireworks? Fireworks, most definitely. All right, best firework. Firecrackers, bottle rockets. Got to go with the firecrackers. All right. You ever get in a bottle work, I mean a, a bottle rocket fight? No, sir. No? That's good. For the best. <laughs> <laughs> you put your eye out doing that. Um, Yeah. Do they, do they still have – kids still do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I love watching the firework fail videos when, like, they accidentally blow up their mom's car or break a window. 
that that those videos are really enjoyable. Or to when me. it you know hits the roof and catches on fire. Right. Just fun stuff like that. Yeah. We were talking earlier that when I was a kid, like the parachutes were always one of my favorites as a young kid. You know, the one that it, it goes off like a, I don't know, I guess like a Roman candle. No, I thought it went off like a bottle rocket. Somewhere in between. Know. I haven't but done it. Would, I'm, it I'm realizing I haven't shot fireworks in a long time. Because they had daytime parachutes and nighttime. Oh, I didn't. Do, well, I mean, what's the difference? There, it actually had a little sparkle or like a little. During the daytime that no. you could see? No, dude. At night when you could no, see. No, that's what I'm saying. Like at day. It what's didn't the have difference? any light. It didn't have what's any. What's the difference? Well, one had a little thing burning on it and the other one didn't. But if I shoot the one at night during the day, what makes it different than the day specific Just that it one? has a, nothing except that it's got a little burning thing on it. Let me put it this way. The one that you do at night, you can actually see at night because okay, it's got what's a— what, what does the one at day do? It doesn't have a light. It just goes up and it opens up and it, there's a parachute. All right. So if I fire the one at night during the day, it's going to be ex the exact same as that daytime one. Except there's a little thing on it. What are you saying, the little thing? The parachute? They all have the no, parachute. No, the light. The, the thing that's burning on no, it. No, but there's no light during the day. You just said that. No, you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look. You're saying there's a daytime and a nighttime one, right? Correct. The nighttime one, you can see it in the sky because it's night. No, right? because it has it, it's burning. It's burning. The night version. So the Are you just giving me a hard no, time? No, I'm saying the day version burns also. You understand what I'm saying, right? Okay. Look, the day the day version burns also. Oh yeah, I see, I don't remember that. Because you didn't see it. I don't think there was a daytime and a nighttime version. I think maybe your dad this was This is like, why Lee doesn't let him talk. I think your dad was like, yeah, go fire the daytime ones. That's why you can't see him. But mm -hmm. the reason you couldn't see him was because the sun was out. And the good part about <laughs> I'm just ignoring you now. Uh -huh. Things got interesting when the wind blew. So, like, if you did it, like, New Year's Eve, it was a little cold out, wind was blowing, parachute gets a little gust of wind, now you're over a block and a half. Yep, catch that thing at the end of the cul-de-sac. Yeah. All right, one final segment. Uh, you guys can jump in, although at this point I'm not sure why you'd want to. Would you ever put the bottle rockets in a bottle? Yes. And shoot the bottle down the road? The bottle wouldn't go. If the bo bottle was light enough. Like a water bottle? Because it would be shooting it off? No, I, we use the bottle to... as To as, aim it. Yeah. And then it would fly so out of the bottle. So you can light it and put it face oh, into no, the bottle and the bottle would shoot. No, nah, I never did that. But I'm so old that we used back in the day, we actually had the glass bottles. That seems dangerous. Glass, explosives, children. We were reckless. Oh, to be young again. <laughs> One final <laughs> segment, stay with us. Hey, this is Coach Tommy Tuberville, and you're listening to 105.5 WNSP.
country love and mercy more than life America eight fifty, welcome back in. One final segment. This by far might be the most patriotic song or rendition of the song For ever sure. hands down it's not even a debate we can't even debate it That's right i can i can rock with you on that one we finally agree just in time and i would uh now back in the day you know when i had a a, a producer to actually listen to me i'm trying to do my best to lead here we actually would play that we, that would play us off so maybe you could play us off with that Maybe. But then we went extended version. It's because that one hits home. That one, that one's America, tough to beat. America, America. I should have played the Fergie national anthem. Yeah, we've done the best and worst national anthem renditions before. Uh, we 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 didn't really have. It's hard to believe we didn't have time to get into it today. <laughs> but <laughs> we were getting to a lot more important things. Like the real pressing issues of July third. Yeah. Like what were they doing July third, nineteen seventy six? Were they game planning? Yeah, a lot of pregame, a lot of film, watching a lot of film. Uh and they went out there and they made it work. Hmm. I'm Googling. Now, Independence Day, seventeen seventy six. Who's who's our president then? Is that Thomas Jefferson? Okay. Is it? Is that out? Am, am I? Are we talking Alexander Hamilton type? <laughs> type B. Thomas right Jefferson. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I, I was gonna be poli sci, uh, for a semester. Okay. But then, man, I just couldn't take it anymore. Hmm. I had to jump to the communications route. It's probably the best way to go. Communications. Yeah, so. Is there anybody else here in communications? Raise your hand. All right, why are you in communications? Because it's easy? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. You know, the best thing the best thing I got out of my communications degree, in all seriousness, was I didn't have to take all this math. Yeah, I only, you only have to take one math class in college. I had to take this math uh, that was like voting processes and stuff. Like it had nothing to do with actual math. Because I was pretty good at math uh, through, like, Algebra 1. And then when you start throwing more letters, when there's more than one letter in a math problem, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. Y equals MX plus B. Do you know what that, what, what are we looking for when I say that? Y equals MX plus, plus B. B. Like, what in that problem? That We're problem for Y. But what, that problem is meant to find what? Y equals MX plus. Do you know this? No. <laughs> y equals MX plus B. I've heard it before. What is it? We're looking for the slope. Oh, you see. That's no. how you find find the slope of something. No, and you know the whole, like, solving proofs? No. Uh-uh. I ain't about all that. See, I used to be a real big math guy in high school. But, man, math's one of those things you fall off it for a little bit. It's hard to pick it back up. But communications, man, you just just keep on talking and try to listen. 
Uh, all right, so over under does uh does Joey Chestnut beat his uh his record? I think the record's seventy two hot dogs. Joey's gonna win it again, but does he set the record? Um, I'm gonna say no records will be set this year. Oh, I'm sorry, it's seventy six hot dogs. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna go for the big seven seven. So a little uh, stat of the day, uh, seventy six. Was the record set in 2021? He's eaten more than 70 hot dogs and buns six times. 76 hot dogs in honor of 1776. Oh, you think that mark's not going to be broken because of that? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just ready for that Wiener Wars movie to come out, man. Give us a new 4th of July holiday classic. You don't want him to make a... you don't want to remake Independence Day again? No. Yeah, what, are we going to replace Will Smith with Michael B. Jordan? No. Pass. I didn't hate the remake. It wasn't a remake. It was a sequel. Whatever. It felt like a remake. I didn't watch it. I love Jeff Goldblum, though. But even he couldn't bring my butt into that theater. That AMC Golden Ticket or whatever might be able to, though. What is it? Yeah, I saw two movies this week. AMC A-List. Yeah. So what two did you watch? Indiana Jones. Eh. Four out of ten. Four point five out of ten. Wasn't bad, but nothing special. Should have just let let Indy die. Um, <laughs> like we didn't need to re redrag up that corpse one more time. <laughs> um, and then I went and saw this movie called Past Lives, which I actually gave a nine out of ten. Wow, never heard of it. What is it? This little indie movie. That's this probably I never heard of it. But uh, you'll 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 shed a tear at the end. Um, about a girl who immigrates to America. She had like a best friend growing up. And then they rekindle and meet each other 12 years later. Then they fall off again. And then 12 years later, he comes to America to visit her. But now she's been married for seven years. And you're like, man, are they meant to be? But she's married. Sounds like a Nicholas Sparks book. Yeah, but just imagine if they were well done, though. <laughs> it was good. I'm so excited. Better than Indiana Jones. I'll say that. I think I'll be pleasantly surprised with Indiana Jones because I have such a be. low expectation. But so for did it. I. And even I was like, oh. They played it too safe. I think is what it was. They played it too safe. Mm. And like at the end of the day, like Harrison Ford is 80 years old. He's five years older than Lee. That... I, like so couldn't Lee, keep, I couldn't keep thinking about that during the movie. So Lee could be Indiana Jones. Riding a horse through a subway, maybe. With, with a whip, yeah, absolutely. And I don't I know. I, look, Mark, I feel like I've gotten to know you pretty well since doing the show with you. Out of all the movies that are in theaters right now, the one I think you would enjoy the most is The Flash. Yeah. I still have to see The Flash. I got to see Indiana Jones. I feel obligated to finish out the Fast X series. Mission Impossible is going to be awesome. You still got the Guardians too. Yes, I got to watch that. That was good. But um, like everyone said, the Flash movie was bad. I went and saw it. I thought it was pretty good. Everyone said everyone said Indiana (laughs) Jones was bad. I went and saw it. I went, eh, maybe they're right. All right. That does it for another edition of the opening kickoff. Thanks to Nick over there. If you missed any of our uh, reenactments, you can always catch us uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, specifically Spotify. 
Uh, we are taking tomorrow off, so be on behalf of everybody here at WNSP, want to wish you and yours a happy and safe 4th of July. We'll be back Wednesday at 6 a.m. Until then, see ya!